Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. My thanks to this week's sponsor, Park Promotions UK Limited. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to exchange some news, views and a bit of timely advice on all things gardening. It's been a pretty overcast time for several days, including uh, several with drizzly, damp, overcast conditions. We have one long shower, enough to fill the water butts, but nothing like the West Country where uh, I hear, especially up in the lakes, the uh, grass is really lush and green. Even so, down here in the southeast, plants are growing well. Those damp days and nights did them the world a good. Now, as I've said uh, previously, the barometer for how busy the gardening world is can be assessed from the sales of uh, potting compost and they continue to be well above normal. So lots of you are uh, still very busy gardening, it seems. And uh, on the news front, I hear lots of garden centres are offering the £10 in the Eat Out to Help Out government scheme on Monday to Wednesdays right through August. Dobby's Garden Centres, Blue Diamond, Frosts, Haskins, Knotcut, Squires and Rosebourne are all taking part. Several of them are also reminding people that VAT is reduced from 20% down to 5%. So uh, if you're looking for a meal out and a trip to a garden centre, then it looks as if it needs to be timed Monday to Wednesday to really get a good deal. Now leading nurseryman Tim Edwards is suggesting that the UK could have a hierarchy of plants noted for biosecurity risk, those of low risk going more easily through national boundaries and uh, the UK government offering incentives for home production of high risk plants likely to bring in unwanted pests and diseases. Sounds like a tall order to me, but he's pretty determined, is Tim, and it will be interesting to see how he gets on. Certainly the whole Brexit thing looks to be increasing the production of plants back home, and that has to be a good thing. The National Allotment Society have staged a competition what my allotment means to me, with a £100 prize. The winner will be announced on the 10th of August, and that's the start of National Allotments Week. You can find details on their website, nsalg.org.uk. A number of uh, local authorities are reporting an increased demand for allotments. In one case, they say, 
the demand is 500% up. Interesting, isn't it, how uh, this enthusiasm to grow our own seems to strengthen with every passing week. Also on the news front, I took a trip out to uh, Cambridgeshire and visited the Curley family's uh, nurseries out near Over. Now they uh, earn their livings by breeding new plants. The whole business started with the double petunia Priscilla 20 years ago and still selling well. But they've bred lots of really good petunias since that uh, first cross undertaken by Priscilla Curley, as the name indicates. And next year they'll be releasing up to 12 new petunias in some really eye-catching colours and, of course, in different habits. Some plants are day-neutral, and so they start flowering very early. There's a series that are pretty hardy, will take down to... uh, minus three degrees centigrade and so they can be sold earlier in the year and then of course there's the trailing kinds and the upright and the semi-globular but it was just the sheer color of them and boy these modern petunias don't half stand the weather you get one of those drizzly wet damp sort of days in the past and all the petunia flowers would have been mush the next day not anymore Modern petunias can really stand the rain. And it's not just uh, petunias. The Curly family are working their breeding uh, techniques on lavenders, on nemesia, double primroses, and, of course, power daisy. There'll be a new power daisy coming out next spring, which is orange in colour, power daisy tango. Now, when it comes to advice... I need to remind you that uh, this week you need to be sowing spring cabbage, traditional varieties, things like uh, April and Durham early. You sow those now. Uh, You can cut some spring greens fairly early next spring, but you'll have hearted cabbage by May. But this is the week to sow. Uh, And so if you like a bit of very early cabbage, you'll need to get a packet of seed and get cracking. I was helping somebody to look at summer pruning of trees and they had a fan-trained plum with several of the fruits ripening early and some of those early ripeners showing the disease brown rot. Now on closer inspection I'm afraid plum moth caterpillar had got into these fruits And, of course, the brown rot had come as a secondary infection. You need to keep an eye on plums, especially the very popular Victoria, which is starting to ripen now down in the south. Uh, And when you do see these uh, fruits with a bit of brown rot, they need uh, picking off as quickly as possible because that disease will quickly spread. Going out and about to... Uh, one of the new entrants to gardening. It was an emergency call because several plants had died. I felt pretty sure it was likely to be as a result of watering and when I got there, sure enough, that was the case. A really big container uh, had got runner beans that were five or six feet tall, had been growing very well 
and had suddenly collapsed. While there were a few small holes drilled in the bottom of the, this container, it wasn't enough. The compost was absolutely saturated and I'm afraid the beans had drowned. I mean, watering is uh, the most critical thing when it comes to gardening. And where you've got plants in containers, apart from just touching the surface of the compost and seeing how damp it is, one of the best indicators is weight. If you go to lift the container and it's very heavy, then it will be wet. If it's light, and particularly under windy conditions if it keeps blowing over, then you can bet your life it will be dry. And in the case of this uh, container with runner beans, I could hardly lift it. Boy, it was heavy. Uh, I think there was a chance that if they weren't watered anymore for probably a week or ten days, the compost dried out, that the beans might have made a bit of new root and grown again. Unfortunately, it wasn't just the runner beans. A newly planted raspberry had also suffered and three or four courgettes. You just need to keep checking. It's very easy to uh, just run the hose over a few pots and think they're all fine, but one may be too wet and another one might be dry. You just need to keep checking the weight. As I walk up the garden to uh, get into the polytunnel and sit comfortably to send these messages to you, I walk past um, a patch of dahlias and chrysanthemums, and every time I look at them, I can see uh, some disbudding is needed. In the case of dahlias, I'm growing most of them for cutting, you need to take off the side buds and just leave one strong bud at the top of each stem to develop into a really good flower. On the chrysanthemums, of course, I've got the option. You either take off all the side buds and have one stem with a big single bloom, or you can actually take out the lead bud, which pushes the energy back down into the side shoots, and then you'll have a number of flowers on each stem, which are much as you uh, buy in the supermarkets as spray blooms, spray chrysanthemums. So keep an eye on them. When the weather's warm, those buds they develop pretty quickly. And if you are disbudding, it's much easier to do it while they're young and just nip out very easily. As I sit here, I can see one or two shoots need uh, removing from the tomatoes. And you know, when you do start to uh, handle tomatoes, you get that green stain on your fingers. And even when you go indoors and wash your hands, some of that green can still remain and it uh, stains the towels terribly. One way to uh, get rid of that green staining on your hands is to get a small green tomato, cut that open, and you'll find the juice will remove the green stain from your hands very easily. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm pleased to welcome to our podcast, Hilary Cutler, Sales and Marketing Director of Sutton Seeds, who are, of course, by appointment to Her Majesty the Queen. Hilary, how are things down in Devon today? We've got a lovely sunny day here. I, I wish I could say the same piece. It's actually looking a little bit grey and overcast this morning, but I'm hopeful that that is going to improve and give us another glorious weekend. It has been absolutely lovely. It's a little bit grey at the moment. It's been a remarkable spring. None of us remember a season like it. A mild winter, followed by rain, a lovely spring, and now gardening's gone mad, hasn't it? It has gone mad, and for, I suppose, a multitude of reasons. COVID really has had uh, a huge effect on the gardening sector, uh, and certainly uh, a big effect on our business. I've heard from many places that it's been hard to keep up with demand. Yeah, and I think... um, we are not dissimilar in that. I mean, I look regularly at IMRG for my benchmark figures. And as the gardening sector and online, we're pretty constant with what they're saying, which is around 300% growth in gardening as a total. But I think the, the things that have been really extraordinary has been uh, the growth, particularly within seed And if you think about it, I mean, a lot of our customers would have purchased their seeds already. You know, they are established gardeners who will buy seeds uh, from September onwards the previous year, certainly will be making their purchases January, February, sitting down with that catalogue on Boxing Day, I think is a bit of a tradition marking off what you want to have. So when we went into, as a nation, lockdown, Uh, pretty much around the 23rd of March. For us as a business, our seed sales at that time are obviously not what they were in previous months. And it's normally plants then that are where we're sort of concentrating our efforts. Um, That's where we had to put our resources. So what happened was we just got this amazing spike in seed sales from the end of March um, all the way through to lockdown. And and actually, although not at the same level now, seed sales are continuing to buck all the previous year figures. It's been astonishing. I mean, I've heard tenfold increases. And then I'm quoting ridiculous figures like 7,000 extra percent on lettuces or individual herbs and, and, and beetroot. So, yeah, it's it's been a very, very busy time, particularly um, for the warehouse. 
a lot of the orders must be coming from new customers. Are you imagining that they will have been successful? Or do you think they need some help? Yeah, I think people do need um, some help. Um, from what I can see in terms of customers, I mean, we have um, over a quarter of a million new customers to Sutton's. We actually asked people to complete a survey so we could find out a little bit more about those new customers. Uh, and what that showed was that about a quarter of them described themselves as newbies or beginners. So that's a significant number because obviously that's just for ourselves, let alone gardening as a whole. And you can see what they're buying. It seems to be things that are easy to grow, that are going to have fairly quick results or something that's a little bit different that they couldn't get in a supermarket. I think there'll be a lot of gardens with a lot of lettuces. If we look at that lettuce mix um, that we sold, um, and we sold about hundred uh, just over 100,000 packets of that lettuce in this kind of low peak um, time. And now with 1,500 seeds in that pack, I think that equates to something like 22 million lettuces. And that's just one of our varieties. Those numbers are mind-boggling. I wonder if uh, that's affected sales of salads in supermarkets. <laughs> well, funny enough, we are also looking at how much salad cream has also been sold and other indicators like that, because my feeling is, yeah, abs absolutely, it won't just be the lettuces. It will then be all the associated add-on products that we want for our salads as well. And you're right, somebody getting a packet of lettuce seeds that's got 1,500 seeds in it and being a newbie and maybe not thinking, but thinking, well, I'll just sow these seeds. You know, what, what does their garden look like at, at the moment with all of those lettuces? And then somebody will have pointed them in the right direction and said, you know, successional sowing maybe is an idea. Yes. <laughs> but any time now, there's going to be a great quantity of tomatoes too, isn't there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the other one that I think um, is kind of surprising, but not surprising, is beetroot. We've seen some big increases on beetroot. Now, is that because the British Bake Off and MasterChef are all talking about beetroot cake? You know, what are people doing with all of these beetroots that they have grown? I think I worked out on the beetroot uh, because obviously it's not got quite so many seeds in a packet that just with beetroot boltardi, it equates to three and a half million <laughs> Do you think these new gardeners are going to keep going? Do you think they'll be gardening in 2021? Do you know, from the research that we've done, there are some people who are saying that it's going to be a once and done activity. But there's a lot of them that are saying that they are going to continue. And I wonder, Peter, whether one of those reasons is when we asked them what had motivated them to start gardening, over half of them said that it was for physical activity and actual well-being as well. So they should stick with it. Two members of my family who weren't particularly green-fingered have built polytunnels. It's quite remarkable how wholeheartedly some have embraced gardening. Yeah, and I think people were looking for 
an activity. You know, we had quite a lot of our customers saying, obviously, they were they were growing because they wanted an activity in lockdown. I think about 20% of our customers said that it was something that they were looking to do with a young family for some fun. But the upside of that has been that 40% of those new customers said that it's made a significant improvement on their outside space. And if they've had success, like you say, say they've grown a tomato plant, you know, the tomato seed and tomato plants, hugely popular in this. You and I know that there is nothing like picking that tomato off of a tomato plant, eating it and realising that tomatoes can taste very, very different when you've grown them yourself. Oh, without question. It's the freshness. It's not been transported in a lorry to a warehouse and then to a supermarket, then waiting on a shelf for you. If you grow it yourself, there's nothing fresher. Tell me, you'll have new things coming out soon. Will there be things for new gardeners as well as us old timers? (laughs) I hope so. Um, So our our next catalogue that comes out is actually at the beginning of August, and that's our bulb catalogue. Interestingly, a lot of our customers said that they would buy bulbs in the future. And and maybe that's quite an easy thing for new gardeners, isn't it? To plant some bulbs and then to see your efforts in the spring. So a new couple has got bulbs in it. Obviously, things like onion, garlic and shallots. Again, I think incredibly easy. Take a single clove of garlic, um, grow it in a pot um, or, or, or directly into the ground. Easy. Potatoes. Again, something easy to do. And actually, one of the things I think we've included in our next catalogue is our mushroom kits. Because maybe some of these new gardeners who are maybe not so keen to go outside, maybe not so hardy, will actually grow mushrooms on their windowsill, you know, in a shoebox size kit, which I think is, is great. And again, you get quick results. You know, within three weeks, you can be seeing some mushrooms. They're tremendous fun. I've grown several of your packs over the years under my office desk in a black polythene bag. You have to be careful not to kick it over. But very quickly, you see the first heads of fungi coming through. Yeah, it, it's something. I mean, it's it's gardening, isn't it? But it's it's gardening indoors. It's gardening on a windowsill. And that, for me, is important, is to try and engage with our new customers and show them things that they can be doing beyond lockdown period. So giving them some thoughts about the types of things that they might like to grow, as as well as, you know, some of the more exciting things. So at the moment, we're working on the new seed range. Well, in fact, it's all been decided. The packets have been printed. The seed is in the building and we are furiously packing out seed. uh, And that will include quite a considerable amount of new varieties. I have to say the team have been working exceptionally hard to make sure that this year, even with what's happened, we've got some exciting new additions. But I'm keeping those under wrap until September, if you don't mind. (laughs) I'll come back to you. Can I put you on the spot and ask you about your home garden? What are the successes this summer? Gosh, now that is putting me on the spot, partly because uh, I moved home in October. So I kind of didn't really have an established garden. It was a brand new garden. So most of the stuff that I bought was in pots. 
But of the things that are in pots, I have to say, I, of course, have a mulberry bush here. And my mulberry bush, which obviously won Chelsea, is incredibly well established. And the amount of fruit that I have on it this year is phenomenal. So I'll consider that um, as As your success. (laughs) I've only got a small mulberry bush. It was plant of the year two years ago at Chelsea, Mm. wasn't it? I like to pick a few as they ripen and freeze them. So that way you can build up a cookable quantity. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it is, again, I mean, I would consider myself, you know, probably beginner stroke intermediate if I was really pushed. But I'm a beginner gardener. I've only been in horticulture for five years. So it's for me, I want to grow things that I can't easily access through supermarkets. You know, I'm, I'm very keen to have things that are just a little bit different in my garden. And also because I have a, a smaller garden, I don't have acres and acres. So I have to be fairly selective about what I grow. Hilary, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for all that information from your market research. I look forward to finding out what Suns has in store for 2021. <laughs> Good. Thank you very much, Peter. Thank you. Thank you. And for the tailpiece this week, there's much talk about losing weight. I've been very much on the go the last few days and uh, suddenly find I've lost half a stone. So one way of losing weight is just to come with me for a few hours. Actually, Doug Larson had the right idea when he said life expectancy would grow by leaps and bounds if green vegetables smelled as good as bacon. (laughs) He obviously hadn't tasted tuna sinensis. That's a tree-like plant. And when soft green leaves are nibbled, you get the taste of beef and onion crisps. Not the easiest thing to raise from seed, but it can be windowsill grown. If you chew that, I can't see you putting on a lot of weight. Not as much as uh, eating a packet of walkers. My thanks to this week's sponsor, Park Promotions UK Limited, and to my producer, Rich Jarman. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.